is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Hey guys, welcome to Upbeat and thank you very much for being here and for listening in today or watching. If you're watching this on YouTube or on the website, parkercane.co, thanks for watching. Last week, I released an episode interviewing Lee Swift from The Circle. And in that episode, he told me he would introduce me to Lisa, who was also on The Circle, for an interview. And he totally did that. So thank you, Lee, for making that introduction because now here we are, episode 127 with Lisa Del Campo. And just like the last episode, I'm going to give you your official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Because if you have not seen season two of The Circle on Netflix, then what I'm about to say in introducing Lisa will be a spoiler, and I'm sure there will be other spoilers all throughout this episode. So now that that's said, <laughs> let's introduce her. Lisa was a finalist on season two of The Circle on Netflix, which is the newest season, and it's out now, so definitely go check it out. And she was playing as a catfish character named Lance Bass. Yes, the same Lance that is from one of the most popular boy bands in the world, NSYNC, and in my opinion, the best boy band in the world. It's my favorite. Y'all know I started beatboxing because of Justin Timberlake. Uh, but yeah, Lisa was not playing as herself. She was playing as Lance. And you might be wondering why was she playing as Lance Bass uh, and not as herself? And we'll definitely cover that in this interview, but I'll give you the fast answer because it's part of introducing her. It's what she does for a living. She is Lance Bass's personal assistant. She's been working with him for years and she claims to know him better than he knows himself. And in this episode, we cover Lisa's story, her original passions and career pursuits, how she first met Lance and started working with him, what she was doing before the circle and what she's doing after the circle, especially with her new podcast, LOL with Lisa. So definitely go check that out. We talk about a bunch of other things too. This is just a really fun, laid back, casual episode. We fangirl a little bit over our love for NSYNC and boy bands and old 90s music. We talk about our love for dogs and I actually show her my dogs here that live with me. So if you're watching this episode, then you'll get to meet my dogs, which is kind of fun. But anyway, let's not keep you waiting any longer. This is a very fun, casual episode with Lisa Del Campo from The Circle Season 2 on Netflix. Let's get into it. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining me on Upbeat. I appreciate you. No, of course. I'm excited to be beyond. <laughs> I'm happy to have you. And, you know, before we jump into things, I definitely want to introduce you as, you know, a person more than just the circle contestant to the audience, yeah. to those listening in. So sure. if you don't mind sharing your story more about yourself and maybe what you were doing before the circle. Yeah. So um, I've been in LA for about 15 years and I work uh, as Lance Bass's personal assistant. So uh, yeah, I've been doing that before, or I've been doing that. And then before I started working for him, I was a publicist. So it kind of translates. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, people always ask like, what do you do every day? Like, what's life as a personal assistant? Like, and I'm like, I mean, it's a lot of emails. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's not this glamorous job that everybody pictures, I think, when they think personal assistant. I mean, there's been amazing, you know, times that I've got to do really cool things, but mostly it's emailing, scheduling, booking flights, you know, stuff like that. Taking um, Chippendale to the groomer. <laughs> Taking Chippendale oh, groom to the groomer. <laughs> you know, that's so funny 
because uh, that they like specifically kept that soundbite um, because yes, I do that, but that's like once a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's so many more things that I do on a daily basis, but uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. So I do, I do take care of the dogs. If anything goes wrong at the house, you know, like something breaks, I, you know, get that all sorted out. And so I do, you know, my job, um, I started a podcast myself um, just like on a whim. I've always kind of thought about it, but I was on Lance's for so long and his radio show for so long before the podcast. So it's just kind of something that I I know about, you know, and I, I can do. But by myself, it's like, well, as you know, yours is by yourself too with the guests, but it's not as easy as having like a co-host where you can like tag team, I guess. But I'm getting more comfortable as as I record. You know, so that's good. Um, I travel. Uh, I like baking, reading, watching TV. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty boring. <laughs> no way. Well, you're pretty entertaining on The Circle. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, and so many years. I mean, I personally have, have never listened to that radio show you did with Lance um, mm-hmm. where you were Giggles as his sidekick. Yes. I learned that from Lee, actually. But um, yeah. it's so interesting just... Uh, that that career path so unlike what mm-hmm. you normally hear so i'm curious mm-hmm. like how did you first of all get into becoming a publicist like was that a passion of yours and then mm-hmm. how did you end up meeting lance so um my first major in college was psychology just because i it's so fascinating to me like why people behave the way they behave and you know psychological things affect so many things like what we buy, what we watch. I mean, it's it's fascinating. But then I, I found out how much math is required, like statistics specifically, and I'm not good at math. So I was like, nope, don't want to do that. So then I was like, maybe law, like criminal law. And I really loved my law courses, but I was like, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to want to do courtroom stuff. And so I was like, what else could I do? And I was, you know, thinking something in entertainment and I was reading through entertainment jobs and publicity just like grabbed me. And I was like that I could do. So I got my degree in public relations and I moved, um, I moved to LA for a year to intern, but I am working two part-time jobs, wasn't making any money. So my friend and roommate was like, what about Vegas? And I was like, Hmm, I've been there a couple of times. So yeah, let's try it. So we tried it and we both got jobs in PR like right away. And um, that was great. And it was, so I worked there t- 2004 and then 2005, I met Lance. He came to a show opening that my PR firm was uh, helping with and we became friends. And then like six months later, his assistant was moving on. And so he said, would you want to move back to LA and work for me? And I was like, all right. And I've been with them ever since. <laughs> nice. Well, that's yeah. so cool. So quite the journey getting there. <laughs> yes, it is quite the journey. But um, I thought I would do it for a couple years. And then like I never thought of it as like a stepping stone to another job in entertainment. Because I was like, I'm, I don't want to do PR ever again. It just it burned me out in two years. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what, maybe I'll do this assistant thing for a while. And then maybe I'll move back to Everett, Washington, where I'm from and like, you know, get a regular job and, you know, whatever. But that just hasn't been the case. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and so I know you're a very well-networked 
well well connected person <laughs> and i'm just curious <laughs> uh you know before the circle did you apply just like anyone else would or did you already kind of have your foot in the door well so i had a birthday party right before COVID. it was march 7th of 2020 and um a friend of mine joey brought his friend Raphael, and we were all talking about tv reality shows specifically because i watch mm -hmm. a lot of bravo but I was like, you know, and, and there's a show, The Circle, that I love, blah, 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 blah. And so Raphael, or Jeff was like, oh, Raphael, he casts it. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, would you really want to be on? And I'm like, oh, absolutely. Wow. And Lance was there too. And he's like, she has to go on. And, and so, yes, I got my foot in the door that way. But you still have to audition. Like, I wasn't guaranteed to be on it just because of that. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure there's, you know so thousands if not yeah. more like tens of thousands of, yeah. of applications so and only right. a few people that they can choose so they really have to mm -hmm. be selective like what with what's going to actually make good tv you know right and also like i'm sure i don't know this for sure but like i'm sure that they take into account the other people that are going to be on the show to see like how the personalities are going to match because you want drama obviously but like you also want nice parts and you know whatever so uh yeah that definitely plays a part yeah well and i've seen both seasons huge fan of mm -hmm. the circle um yeah and i you know this no harm to anyone else but i just loved season two so much more i don't know if it was just because it was more relatable because we've all been in lockdown or right. what but i loved yeah. season two yeah and also like the first season i feel like it's new and there's kinks that like haven't you know because they're also trying to kind of see like what works and what doesn't so i think that things get better as they go on oftentimes got it yeah that's yeah. so cool well it was cool. awesome watching you um on you. on the circle what has it been like since the circle i mean we've, we've now talked about what you were up to before and kind of that mm -hmm. you were on it but since the circle i mean you're blowing up in in uh clout i guess on instagram and social media <laughs> and everybody following you and um what is that like going from you know quote unquote the assistant to a celebrity to now you know you are the influencer not just within the circle but in real life now <laughs> um yeah i like I, i'm so uncomfortable with that term influencer for me <laughs> because i'm like i'm not, when i think of an influencer i think of like the girls like you know, wearing their bikinis on like yachts or hawking like flat tummy tea or whatever. And it's like that that is not me like props to all those girls. But like that it's so to hear that about me, I'm like, huh, no. <laughs> but um, it I was private before, like all my social media was private and I had twelve hundred followers, maybe. So that was weird because when you get cast, you have to go public, right? So they, I, I'm assuming it's so like they can monitor that you're not saying, hey, I'm going to go on the circle. I, I don't know, but like that's my speculation. But yeah, so that has been crazy, like the climb of it. And, and like this, it's so funny. Like I did a joke celebratory when I got 10,000 followers, like, <laughs> I, I bad, my friend badly photoshopped my face on like this girl, like with champagne and the balloon behind her. And I don't know. I was like, I just like to be silly on my social media, 
You know what I mean? It's like, I like to talk about stuff that I like and that, that is relatable to people like chain restaurants. Like I love chain restaurants, you know, stuff like that. I, I don't try to take myself too seriously. Cool. Well, and I talked a little bit about this with Lee as well mm-hmm. last week, but um, I guess before going on the show, did they take like a deep dive into your social media and like audit you and kind of do yeah. that? And then after the show, do you have any restrictions, I guess, on what you can and can't post? I mean, there's certain stuff, like things about the show, like inside insider things that like we're not obviously supposed to talk about or post about. But so before they do a social media check, like on all, all of your stuff. But like at that point I had erased my Twitter because Twitter's one of those things. Like I think I'd been on since about 2008 or nine. And it's one of those things where you, you don't have, you can't explain yourself on Twitter, right? Like unless you're firing off, you know, tweet after tweet after tweet. So I'm like, God forbid I like wrote something stupid in 2009 that's going (laughs) to come back to haunt me. Like I couldn't think of anything, but I was like, I, who knows? And especially like since times have changed, right? What was funny in 2009 doesn't necessarily translate to what's funny in 2021. Mm -hmm. So I just deleted it. I was like, I don't, I don't (laughs) care to go back and read them. So I'm just going to delete that. So we did that. Facebook's always been pretty, pretty calm because that's more for my family and my friends at home. And that, um, that was just private for a bit and now it's er, public and now it's back on private. But Instagram, I also, I archived every photo. I think I had like four up by the time I got off the show. Like I went through Mm. and deleted all the, or not deleted. I archived those. So I kind of started with the clean social media slate. Yeah. Well, and I'm so excited to see where you're going now. Um, especially with your podcast, I've checked out all three episodes so far. I think your last one was with Courtney, right? Yeah. It's so fun. So what prompted the, the starting a podcast and where do you see that going? So, you know, I've, like we talked about before, I'd always like, you know, been with Lance in, in a sidekick role, like on his serious show where I was giggles. And, and then he did a podcast and I was on that time to time. I wasn't the co-host, but I was on it a lot. So it just seemed like natural, you know, a natural progression because Lance isn't able to do his podcast anymore because he's super busy. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try. And also like me and his husband did, um, Every Friday, there was an episode called Reality Roundup where we talk about Bravo shows mostly. So it was like, I kind of got my feet wet by my, not by myself, but like being a co-host instead of a sidekick. And I was like thinking about starting a podcast, but I kept talking myself out of it. And I'm like, no, no, no. And my, my friends, Brett and Marnie were like, just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. And I'm like, but I don't know how to do this. And I don't know how to do that. And they were like, you'll figure it out. And Brett, my friend also has a podcast. So he's like, I will help you with whatever you need. So I, we conceptualized kind of the idea like on a Friday and I recorded on a Wednesday. So it was just like, bang, you know, whatever. But I do it all myself. Like I don't have sponsors. I don't have a network. I just do it all myself. So yeah. And just we'll see what happens. But I want to start also like a 
like a fun blog, like where I rate chicken fingers or like talk about my vacations <laughs> or like talk about my favorite, favorite TV shows and books and things I think are funny. Just like a fun, silly, like whatever. Yeah. And do you think that would go under the same name, LOL, with Lisa? I mean, that's tough because it's not all going to be like laughy stuff. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It might be like an offshoot. I'm not real sure yet. It's not, it's still like, I'm still trying to figure it out, but, but yeah, those, and someday I would love to write like an autobiography. Like that mm. would, that would be fun. Cause I love reading so much. I just think like a fun, like autobiography would be exciting. I mean, that's probably not for another like 10 years. Cause you know, I'm, I feel like I'm too young to write an autobiography yet. Like not, I'm not like a celebrity where like these epic things have happened to me. It's just going to be like my journey in life. <laughs> yeah. Love yeah. it. Well, and I guess as far as the podcast goes and maybe your future blog or YouTube channel mm -hmm. style thing, can, can listeners and anticipate or expect a co-host or is that something you're planning on is maybe grabbing a, a co-host? Um, you know, I don't know because my podcast is really like, I'm going through all the circle contestants right now, but then mm. it's going to be people that I genuinely know. Right. So it's kind of like they're a co-host, but like being interviewed at the same time, I'm not just going to go after like the random celebrity because I don't know, like I don't know you. Maybe eventually down if I keep it going like way down the road, I would go that way. But um, so no, not a specific co-host per se, but they all will be people that are in my life genuinely. Got it. Well, that's so awesome. And you like I said, you are well networked, well connected. I'm sure there's gonna be <laughs> incredible guests in that lineup anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> who, yeah. Who you I mean, do I hope know. so. <laughs> We'll get Lance for sure. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's just mind-boggling to me too. Just even that I'm speaking to someone right now who knows Lance, because <laughs> it's hard for me to even fathom that. I'm sure you get that all the time, but yes. you know, and the listeners know this because I've shared my story before. But um, mm -hmm. I, I'm a professional beatboxer, and yes, I actually took on beatboxing when I was nine years old watching NSYNC because Justin Timberlake beatboxed. Yes. And so NSYNC has always had kind of this special place in my heart where I'm like, I wouldn't be as passionate about any of the things that I do right now had they not oh. inspired me as, you know, a little kid. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, that's really sweet. I think that that they definitely for like our generation they did make such an impact on so many people's lives. I mean, and you can tell that still today by like, I was, I didn't work with Lance in the NSYNC days. I came on in 2006. So, but I saw it when they got their star on the walk of fame, how many fans showed up, like it broke the record for all time, most fans at a star ceremony and just the dedication still, they haven't made new music since what, 2001. And those fans are still as passionate today as they were back then. And I think that that says a lot about their music and their personalities and how they are as a band. Like, that's amazing. It really is because they weren't even, you know, I mean, I'm not going to understand the years or, or remember the years mm -hmm. here, but they weren't even a band that long, I don't think. No, I mean, they started... 
it's either 95 or 96, but in Germany. So we didn't get our like big and sink explosion, explosion until 98. So it's like there, that's not that many years, 98 to 2002, I think. Like that's just, that's not long to, to have made such an impact, you know, but they put out great music and they were lovable and fun and like didn't take themselves too seriously. It's like, I don't know. It was the perfect storm of things for them. Yeah, definitely was. And they inspired so many people. Like you said, impact was immense Yeah, in in three to five years. That's insane. But it's cool too now after to see Mm -hmm. that they've all kind of got such strong personalities. They're all doing their own things as individuals. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's cool to see them as individuals too and not just as a boy band, you know? Right, right. It's just like they all, you know, are successful in their own right and doing what they, you know, other passion projects that they've wanted to do. So, um, but, you know, I I speak, I think, for so many other people when I say, we want our reunion. <laughs> we want our reunion <laughs> tour. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, love that. <laughs> but no plans in the works. But, you know, it's like never say never. You never know. So hopefully someday we'll get it. Yeah, cross your fingers. That'd be amazing. I know Backstreet Boys did something, but it's kind of interesting too with with that mm-hmm. whole topic. The we talk about impact and how the fans are showing up for NSYNC so many years later. They're mm-hmm. very. I mean, there's kind of this divide of like, are you Backstreet Boys or are you NSYNC? And like, it's a yeah. I mean, it's it's a thick line. <laughs> it is. It's like you had to pick which one, and that's something that. Younger people today didn't get because like, I think the biggest boy band like in my recent memory after NSYNC is One Direction, right? Mm -hmm. But they didn't have a rival. Like they didn't have like a proper rival where you were either One Direction or like The Wanted. Remember The Wanted? They Mm -hmm. like were their, I think, rival band at first, but then they like kind of went away. So you didn't get that like whole like battle of the fans and the rivalry. Like there's something to be said about that. That's like so fun and silly. <laughs> and like, you know, I don't know. I love a good backstreet versus NSYNC, you know, yeah. battle. Well, the times have changed too. Like they, I mean, and I mean, all those boy bands, they were, they dressed a certain way. They did all yep. the crazy dance moves. It's a mm-hmm. full production when they performed. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's not exactly <laughs> how it is anymore. <laughs> No, I mean, I remember I went to a One Direction concert. I don't even know when it was. They'd been together, like, let's say three years. And I knew some of their songs, but like never saw their videos. And I was like, I asked my friend, I'm like, well, when do they start dancing? And she's like, oh, they don't dance. I'm like, they don't (laughs) dance. They're a boy band and they don't dance (laughs) at all. And she's like, not at all. And I'm like, oh, poor kids today. Because that was like the fun of it, like learning those, like learning bye 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 or learning like backstreets back. All right. Like that was fun and like added to the whole magic of the time. Yes. 1000% agree. Well, mm-hmm. very cool. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure you and I could talk about boy band stuff at NSYNC for oh, a very long time. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but to kind of bring things back in, um, and talk about the circle and your experience there. Just overall, what was like your favorite thing about being a part of the circle? Um, I mean, the friendships that I've made is a big one. Cause I mean, I talked to those guys, we're all on a group chat and like it's really fun because 
I was talking to Delisa before this and, you know, there's only a handful of people that have ever experienced what we experienced. And there's even less, and it's actually just us that experienced it during quarantine. So we got like a double crazy experience. So definitely like the friendships I made. Um, I think also I'm not uh, comfortable in front of a camera. Like it's not my personality. Like, like I have so many friends that audition, you know, that are actors. And I'm like, I would rather swim in a pit of snakes than do an audition. Like I'm just not, I'm, it sounds weird, but I'm pretty shy. Like I don't. And I'm very self-conscious, you know, about my appearance and about like how I'm going to come across. And so that for me, it was like, okay, I did it. It wasn't that bad, you know? It, I, so I learned to be a little more confident in myself, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, those were the two like biggest good, like good things that happened to me. Yeah. Well, and I, I, so I know too, just from doing your, doing my research on you, Mm -hmm. like that you've struggled before, like with anxiety and things like that. And, and I can Mm -hmm. relate, I struggled deeply with anxiety and some really bad depression in 2015. But the cool thing is when you have a platform like that is you're now, I know it's a hard word for you, but you're an influencer, (laughs) an influencer to all those other people out there who Mm -hmm. experienced that. So that's really Mm -hmm. cool. Um, And that's exactly where I was going to head next to just Mm -hmm. as we wrap up here with uh, what would you say to people who maybe are are terrified to start that podcast or to apply for the circle or to take those those kinds of steps who are just they they, inside, they kind of want to, but like they're Mm -hmm. just hesitant. Just do it. Like, just do it. Don't think about it. Because if I would have thought about it, my podcast never would have happened. I can talk myself out of things so easily. And I get like, back to anxiety, I get really overwhelmed with stuff. Like, so many things seem like this insurmountable task that I just can't do from like doing laundry, let's say, or doing something fun, even like planning a trip. It's like, I just, it just overwhelms me and, and, and people with anxiety and I probably depression too. Um, you're going to be that way. You're going to talk yourself out of it. You're going to think of all the bad things that could happen. It's like, but what about the good things that could happen? And what's the worst that could happen, right? Like nobody listens to my podcast and it's like, yeah, it hurts and it's rejection, but whatever, I'll start something new or like, you know, you just have to, pick yourself back up and like, you'll figure it out and in things, good things are going to come your way, you know, no matter how they get there or how you do it. It's like, it's, it's going to be okay. I guess that that's like what my, my mom always said to, she's like, it's, it's all going to be okay. It's not the end of the world. It's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, okay, that's true. Like I struggle I'm a people pleaser. And so I really struggle if somebody doesn't like me. That's all I can think about. Everybody could love me, but one person and that's, I fixate and I get obsessed about it. And I remember my mom saying, do you like everyone? And I'm like, well, no. I mean, like who likes everyone? She's like, <laughs> there you go. Like, obviously there's going to be people that that don't like you for whatever reason. You're too bubbly. They don't like your hair color. She's like, but you just like, you have those good friends and you have family that support you. Focus on that. Oh, dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I was just going to sh- 
end with that too. I've got three dogs in here right now, so. <laughs> oh, I love dogs. I love I, them. I was gonna say, uh, sorry, you. I, I don't mean to cut you off with the with no, the barking, it's, but uh, <laughs> it's fine. No, no, I yeah. was I was done. I was just you know tell. I want to tell people just keep going. Like I never thought sitting in my bedroom when I was thirteen years old that I was going to be a working for one of the biggest pop stars of our generation and be on a show on Netflix, right? Like I, yeah. I didn't even aspire to do that back then. So it's just like, do it when, when the, when the urge hits you, just do it. Just like, don't talk yourself out of it because good things will come. I absolutely love that. Thanks so much for sharing that and for sharing your story. Again, we could talk for absolutely. hours, I'm sure. I but know. I'm so grateful for the <laughs> for the time that I have you here. And yeah. if you want, do you want to see these dogs? I'll um, call them over. Do I? I <laughs> hey. love dogs. So this oh, is who's this that? is Coco. Coco, what kind of dog is that? She's uh a oh my gosh, Aussie doodle, Australian Shepherd and Poodle. Oh, she's um, so cute. <laughs> oh, then, I love dogs. She was a, she was, she's actually my mom's, but a COVID puppy. When, when lockdown happened, my mom uh -huh. went and got her. Um, and then oh. this is my dog, Jesse. Let's see, Jesse. Oh my gosh. Is he yep. a Sheba? Um, I actually don't know. Um, she's got a bunch of, she's like a total mutt. Well, she's beautiful. Tons of breeds. Um, they actually Aww. think she has some fox in her and some German yeah. Shepherd. And I can um, see that on both. Yep. Oh, she's but so cute. She's almost thirteen years old. So I've had her for eleven years. Wow, Jesse does not look it. She, <laughs> she's aging well. Piper. Piper. And then the and last then you one, have Piper. Yeah, Piper is Coco's actual sister <gasps> oh i love that it's like chip and dale lance's dogs they're actual brothers wiley one of the oh my gosh oh he looks like uh lance used to have australian shepherd beagles and uh -huh. he looks like foster what same coloring like <laughs> oh oh yeah. that makes me miss him oh yeah. he's so cute yeah so Hi. piper and coco are are wait is piper a boy or a girl they're all three girls. Oh, girls. Yeah. Okay. You know, girls seem easier than boys because the boys mm -hmm. pee everywhere. Like they try to like fight and mark their territory. And it's like, yeah, yeah Chip and Dale are a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I love, I like they're the most lovable dogs. But yeah, they, they like to mark. It's been amazing having those two though, since COVID and everything and just watching oh, yeah. them grow up. Like they were pretty much our entertainment so oh <laughs> uh, i love that where are you located i'm in boise idaho oh yeah yeah well i'm from washington state so um nice you know kind of your neighbor i remember i've not been to boise but i went to moscow because uh -huh. i had a bunch of friends that went to washington state and pullman so you drive over the border and go to the mall over there <laughs> yeah so yeah that's my only idaho experience but i hear uh quarter lane is Beautiful. Yeah. I've actually never even been to Coeur d'Alene. No. Um, I'll have to check it out. It's up north. I'm I'm way down south. So down south. Yeah. But it's I mean, it's incredible. It just the dogs, the the energy they brought to us, like going through yeah. this experience and everything. Um mm -hmm. well, Lisa, I've got this last kind of 
fast segment I do, kind of like what you do with with yeah. your LOL Lisa. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I've got a thing called the upbeat seat. Um, oh, okay. I like and that. And so I just put the experts in the upbeat seat and talk about just stuff that that they that makes them upbeat. So to sure. start, uh, Lisa, what makes you upbeat? Um, <laughs> so my things are weird. Um, I love as I talked about with Courtney, animals that talk. <laughs> like whether it be on commercials, even cartoons, like that would be my dream come true. Can you imagine if all your dogs just started chit-chatting with you? Oh my like, gosh. What a dream. So um, I love that. I love comedy, anything like funny, whether it be memes or stand-up or I don't know. I love, I love that. Um and just being around funny friends, like friends that are great storytellers, that makes me really happy because I am not, I'm not good at telling like a story from point A to point B. I get sidetracked on 50 different things. Mm-hmm. So a good storyteller that tells funny things. I love that. Oh, and impressions. Impressions <laughs> is another thing I love. <laughs> Did you? I think you might have left out uh, chicken fingers and Diet Coke. And <laughs> okay, well, kidding. those things are just a given in my life. Diet Coke, yes. I actually, was it today I said it? Or no, it was yesterday at work. I was like, this Diet Coke makes me so happy. And Lance is always <laughs> like, it's so bad for you. It's going to kill you. And I'm like, okay, I haven't drank in so long. I don't smoke. I'm like, I'm, you know, I don't really eat that healthy, but I'm like, just give me my diet Coke. Like, and let's not talk about <laughs> it anymore. <laughs> Who is your number one influence or inspiration? Um, well, my parents are really like, they really inspire me um, just because they're good people and they're, you know, fantastic. And my sister too. Um, but like, as far as, as a celebrity goes, Taylor Swift, for sure. Awesome. She's just so cool. And she's so smart with her business. She's an excellent songwriter. She's so sweet. Like she's definitely an, 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 an inspo for me. Yes. I would agree with that. Um, and that's best. the next question is what music do you listen to? So it oh, might be the same only answer. Pop. <laughs> only pop. I honestly like, I'll, I'll like dabble in pop country, which is really kind of pop. But like, um, if you saw my like iTunes list, it's all like boy bands, Taylor, Britney, Christine Aguilera. <laughs> like that is pretty much all it is. You know, I don't old rap too, like Snoop Dogg, mm. Dr. Dre. I love that stuff or hip hop from the eighties or nineties, I guess. Um, that's, that's my favorite. Thanks. So you're probably well aware with what beatboxing is then. <laughs> yes. Yes. I totally, well, that's I mean, so cool. I saw it in concert several times with Justin. So right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's such a talent. My friend, do you know Blake Lewis? I, well, I have never met him, but I know of him. Yeah. From American Idol. Yeah. He is a big beatboxer too. So yeah, that's uh, that talent I could never, never do. <laughs> um, what is your favorite word? It's a hard Anyways, one. <laughs> I mean, I say so many things a lot. Um, I say like way too much. It's awful. Um, but like as far as, oh, I know like I love the word like mittens, mm-hmm. um, earmuffs. <laughs> like those are just like words that make me happy. Um, I actually learned this 
from Lance. Do you know the most beautiful like phrase? It's actually a couple words in the English language. The most pleasing to the ear. I, I, what is it? Cellar door. Cellar door? Yeah. It wow. is nice to say though, right? Like cellar door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never would have and, thought. Yeah, me either. He he's been spouting that fact for like ten years, but I mean, giggle, giggles, giggly. I like that word too. What is your favorite TV show other than The Circle? <laughs> I mean, I am like such a Bravo holic, like all the Housewives. Um, of course, The Crown. The Crown is one mm. of my like very very favorites. Um, I love British procedurals. Those are like you can't go wrong. Love it. Um, and then last, lastly here, what's your favorite social media and where would you like to send people to connect with you? Instagram is definitely my favorite because like I said, Facebook is for my family. It's private. Twitter, I don't really go on Twitter much. Instagram, I do. I'm, I'm dabbling in TikTok, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like it is. <laughs> it took me two hours to make a one minute video and it wasn't even like I wasn't even in it. Like maybe for a second, it was just a succession of like pictures. It was my anxiety post. I don't know. I posted like on um, like mental health action day or something. And that thing took me two hours. I'm not even exaggerating. (laughs) It was one minute. I'm like, oh, so I need to get better at that. But Instagram. Okay. Awesome. And what is, what is your Instagram? Just so we have it on, on the video here. Yeah, it's uh, Lisey, L-I-S-E-E-D. So it's like Lisey, but in college, my girlfriends call me Lisey D. So that's like where it came out. I wish I would have gotten my name, but like, you know, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Well, we'll close out here uh, with some beatboxing. I'm actually going to beatbox your name for you real quick. Ooh, I I thought you were going to make me beatbox and I was like, (laughs) no, I'm going to leave it to the professional. Yeah. Go for it. Yay. Lisa D. Oh my God, that was so amazing. <laughs> How do you know, like, because obviously when you sing a song, you read music, right? Does mm-hmm. it just come to you on the spot or do you already yeah. know what you're going to do? Well, I i mean, fortunately and unfortunately for me, I've been doing it for so long that mm-hmm. I just get kind of stuck in my routines. Right. Um, but when it's not just like something I regularly do, then it's just, yeah, mm-hmm. freestyle, whatever comes, just kind of like what a, a rapper, like when you give them a word and they start rapping, yeah. it's very similar to that where you just go. <laughs> so. Oh, that's so cool. That's such a talent. I love that. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks so much for being on Upbeats. I appreciate oh, you. Yeah. Absolutely.
So there you have it, my interview with Lisa Del Campo. We'd love to connect with you. You can find me on my website, parkercane.co, parkercane.co, and Lisa on her Instagram, at L-I-S-E-E-D. That's at L-I-S-E-E-D. If you enjoyed the episode, guys, or got value from this episode, then please share it with a friend and leave an upbeat review. Or if you're watching this on YouTube or on the website, then leave us a comment. Let us know what you got from this interview. That is always super appreciated. So thank you for that. You guys are the best. I'll see you next week. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Subscribe at parkerk.co.